And now, Ben Devo, the voice and Mayus. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo. Welcome back to another episode. We're actually recording on time this week. Yeah. You know, the school year is really helping me to record on time. Oh, yeah? Because I know I have to get the kids to sleep. Like, you know, they're in bed by 7, and then I'm trying to be like, TT night night lights out by 7.30. Right. So... If they're in TT night night, lights out by 7.30, that gives me time to finish up what I'm doing around the house, chat the wife up, and then get set up. Sure. Versus, like, sometimes in the summertime, dude, it could be 9.30, and you Vince still awake. Right, and you're still trying to get him with the chloroform. Yeah, right. I'm air-quoting the serotonin. Right. Um, I watched... A new release movie this week. Oh, yeah? I watched Baywatch. How was it? You know, I really liked it. Oh, yeah? It's a movie that didn't take itself too seriously. It's The Rock, it's Zac Efron, it's Hot Chicks, it's The Beach, it's Dick and Fart Jokes. Right. Lots of dick jokes. Nice. Um, No nudity, though. I don't think there was nudity. Which is kind of a bummer because it was rated R. Oh, right. I take that back. There was some nudity. But I don't want to tell you. I don't want to ruin it. Okay. Um, the girl that plays, plays CJ is super hot. The Timothy, Tiffany Amber Thiessen lookalike was super hot. Right. Um, the black girl was hot when she was not in the bathing suit. Right. When she was in the bathing suit with braids, I was like, meh. And then they went to a party, and I was like, hello. Hey. But Zach Efron, holy dreamy dude. Right. That guy That guy must have been severely dehydrated for some of those scenes. Oh, yeah? Because his body was tight. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe it. Right. Like, you probably, like, some people were like, oh, you could grate cheese on on your abs. You could probably grate cheese on his abs. Nice. Um, so, the kid was in good shape. It's totally worth a watch. Um, I have it. I own it. So, if maybe Sunday or late Saturday night you want to watch it, I'll fire it up. Sure. I'd be down Because you're that. coming over. That's right. Um, um, last Saturday, I was doing some... Uh, personal maintenance. Oh dear, here we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going there. And right. um, so, I w- you know I'm trying to get ready ready for a cruise. We got a cruise coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to you know I'm trying to uh, you know experimenting right. I was like you know what I'm going to knock the uh, the old do a little manscaping on the on the lower unit. Sure. Because when when you lose sixty pounds. And you trim the um, hedges, the trunk of the tree looks a little bit larger than it did before. Sure. So I was in there trimming the hedges back because obviously I want the tree trunk to be impressive. Sure. 
and I'm kind of rushing through it because um, anyway, I'm being rushed. I'll, sure. I'll just leave it like that. And so, you know, I got uh, electric clippers. I got the guard on there, you know, the three millimeter guard. So I'm keeping it nice and tight, but not totally bald. Uh, plus, these nip, these clippers can give you a little nip if you don't use the guard. So I was like, you know what? I'm <laughs> going to put the guard on. Well, lo and behold, I didn't have it fucking bat winged out. And uh, it folded and went in between little guard blades. And oh. it went <laughs> like that right on my sack. And I was like, it didn't even really like hurt, but I know it hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I stop and I'm like, God. I was like, fuck. I was like, I know I'm bleeding. So right. I look down and dude, it's not just bleeding. It's like drip, 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 like that fast bleeding. Right. I was like, oh, God damn it. So I like pinch it, right? Which that's the beautiful thing about your beanbag <laughs> is that the skin is pliable, right? And you can put <laughs> a lot of pressure on like one little spot. And it doesn't exactly hurt. You know what I mean? Right. You're not squeezing the balls, you're squeezing the sack. <laughs> God. So I squeeze it, right? Give it a little pinch. Because a lot of times you can just pinch that kind of stuff off. Like if you if you just nick yourself. Sure. Turns out this was not a nick. This was a gouge. <laughs> so I'm sitting there trying to think of what the game plan is going to be. Because I imagine I'm going to start getting a little woozy here shortly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, hey, babe, Jen, I need your opinion. And she's like, God damn it. She's like, I don't want to come look at your dick. I was like, I just need you to take like a quick peek. <laughs> I was like, I nicked myself and I want to make sure that I'm not going to die. Right. So, you know, when you hear the huff and the eye roll and all that, she comes in and she's like, oh, my. I was like, yeah. She's like, well, <laughs> take a shower and rinse all the blood off. Oh, God. I was like, okay, well, I was going to shower anyway, so that's what I was, you know, that's what I was going to shave first and then shower. So I get in, and I, sh- I turn the shower on, and it dude starts stinging, like, oh, immediately. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I pinch it off again, right? And I pull the old, well, I mean, people with one hand shower, too, so I'll just shower with one hand. Right. So one hand is got the, you know, the apply pressure to the gunshot wound, and the other <laughs> hand has the uh, loofah. And I'm trying to do it without getting soap, like, inside of my beanbag. Oh, God. And I get through the shower, and I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. And then it wells up with blood again. It's like, drip, drip. I'm like, God damn it. It's still going. Right. So she comes in, and she's like, uh, let's put a Band-Aid on it. So I find a waterproof Band-Aid because that's the only one I can get to, like, seal up on the extra loose skin. Right. Um. So I put a waterproof Band-Aid on it. And it's like soaking into the band-aid almost immediately. Sure. Like, oh God. But then it stops, right? Because it's sealed up. You know, right. There's there's no air coming in or out. And I'm like, well, what if it just fills my bag with blood, right? I don't want that. Sure. I was like, so I'll just like make sure like it doesn't start to get like um bruised looking. You know what I mean? Sure. So I put the thing on and it it quits hurting because, you know, that's not like exposed to the air or like nothing's really touching it. Right. So we go to the mall and we walk around and it's like a pinch every now and then, but I was thinking it's just the, the band-aid pinching me. Right. Come home. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to swap this thing out. I pull the band-aid off and it's still bleeding. Jesus Christ. 
That's what I said. This was like five hours later. Now you know what it's like to have a period. Uh, <laughs> that's what Jacob said. He's like, you're a woman now. Congratulations. <laughs> it's happening. Have you had your first bleeding? Well, I sent I sent you the picture. Oh, yeah. Didn't need it. Thank you. Well, I wanted to make sure you were you were with me, though. You know what I mean? Like, Sure. I was like, Billy needs to see this. I, like, I feel like if the reverse happened, I would want to see it. I opened up the message and I was like, God damn it, there's Devin's balls. <laughs> it's only half. You could barely see the seam. <laughs> I said it to Jacob, too. I was like, will you show your wife, because she's a nurse, and ask her if I should go to the ER? <laughs> He's like, he's like, you don't need to go to the ER. He's like, this just think about this. He goes, there's a lot of blood flow down there, right? And it's kind of a high pressure area. He's like, so it's gonna bleed naturally. I was like, you know what? That does make sense. You got to so, elevate it. <laughs> that's what Jen said. Lay back and hold your ball sack up in the air. <laughs> so I laid down. I did, and I I put my I laid like flat, like I put my legs down, and I put my uh, head down. Right. And I uh, just relaxed for the rest of the afternoon. So then Sunday, I swap out the band-aid and quit bleeding. Um, by Sunday, I quit bleeding. And I was like, oh, this is great. So then I put a new band-aid on because I didn't want to break loose again. Right. And about 30 minutes later, I scratched my balls like there was nothing happening. Oh. And I busted it open. God damn it. Bust it wide <laughs> open. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was me. And Jen's like, you're such an, you're such an idiot. And I was like, yep, I actually am an idiot. Yeah, when so. I had the uh, vasectomy, it was it was very hard to fight the instinct to just reach down there and grab the old pinch and rub. Cause it's itchy, right? Because I still had that; it was still open, slightly, and there was still damage to be done there. So it was like you have to like lightly, mildly touch it and hope pat that's it. enough. Like give it a little pat, like you know, and like not like on that spot. Weave. Like right. it's got to be around it. And hopefully putting out the fires around the spot burns out the campfire. Uh, so I wore the next Band-Aid all the way up until like yesterday. Or no, today I swapped out a new one again because I was right. a little worried. I'm going to work. What if it breaks loose and I bleed through my pants like my first period? <laughs> Try explaining your period to, you, <laughs> to your coworkers. Just tie a sweater around my waist, I guess. <laughs> Oh, now you know what teenage girls feel like, Devin. Oh, man. what a, It's miserable. So, anyway, so I came home today. I took the Band-Aid off. There's not even a scab, so it mended up nicely. I was like, oh, it's going to look like I have an STD now, but it right. really doesn't. Just, the, just um, looks like a little pock, like a little chicken pock looking thing. That area has remarkable healing capabilities. It really does. I'll send you a picture of the healed uh, ball I'm, if no, you're I'm interested. Good. You I'm sure? Good. Yeah, uh, I've had, because of the vasectomy, uh-huh. I've witnessed firsthand the process of it healing up and closing itself. Yeah. So, well, you selfish bastard, I did not. I didn't even have stitches. I just kind of surgical glued it, left it like kind I th- of. I thought about that too, that I could just glue it back together. Will offered to put a stitch in it for me. Well, he is a team player. I know. I was like, you know what? I Well, I appreciate the offer. I don't know that I want... A kitchen table stitches in my dick. <laughs> so, thank you. My copay at Urgent Pay is only seventy five dollars. 
I just you know what I can come up with seventy five bucks. Sure. If that's if that's where if that's where we end up. Right. Worst case scenario, I'll go to the ER where there's probably hotter nurses, and I pay them one hundred fifty bucks, and they put right. a stitch or some glue on my dick. Right. So, and the other thing is now I am uh, limited to the activities that I can well, of course. partake in. And so obviously when you're banned from doing something, you... You just want to do it. Want to do that all the time, right? Right. So, that's going to be weird. Um, I can't have sex, which um, is probably okay for now. Sure. Um, but no... Uh, no self maintenance. Right. The good news is I did get did get the uh the shrubbery trim back for the most part, so it doesn't look like stupid or anything. Sure. So that was the gouge. So be careful out there, even if you have the guard on, just right. take it slow and steady. Well that's I usually if I'm doing maintenance down there, I'll take it nice and slow and if I feel the slightest pinch I'm like, Nope, I'm done. See ya. Even if I don't nick it, I'm like done, gone. (laughs) We've we've come far enough. (laughs) What a difference it makes too. And it's true, you nick it and you don't realize it. Oh, or like you you might feel it, but it's like it doesn't hurt, and then it starts bleeding, and then it just doesn't stop bleeding. Yep. I mean, that's what happened to me. The face and the head is the same way. Like a couple weeks ago, I shaved my head and I felt it, and I'm like. Did I just nick myself, or did I get a chunk of hair and it got caught on? And I look, and I'm like, oh, nope, I'm bleeding. I got myself, and I got myself good. Took out a little piece of skin and yep. had to give it a couple days to, to heal back up and before I could shave it again, and it's very yeah. uncomfortable. So um, a word to the wise, if you're going to do some maintenance, if you're coming on our cruise, like, um, who's coming? Jason's coming. Just go slow, because that's the last thing you want. That's like, a cruise is like a vacation for your dick, too. Right, sure. You know what I mean? It's not just your brain or your body. It's your wiener goes on vacation with you. Let it all hang out. And if you can't use your wiener when you're on vacation, why, why go on point? vacation? Yeah, what's the point? So, just a word to the wise. I will probably do a touch-up before the uh, cruise, and it's I'm going to take half an hour at least. Uh, maybe put like a, a size four. Maybe size go with five the five millimeter uh, guard. <laughs> don't get too close. Yeah, I don't know how those guys do it with like the actual razor on their nuts. That would terrify me. Uh, nope. Plus, then it really sticks. Right, dude. I followed the. Um, I just took ten minutes talking about my balls. Um, I followed the rabbit hole on YouTube the other night and I ran into several videos of Michael Sarah losing his shit on on set. Nice. And I couldn't decide if it was real or not. Right. Because he was kind of acting like the dork that he plays on TV, but then I read a bunch of articles that said he's actually that guy. Well, you know, we explain why he plays it so well. Right, he's not exactly playing Michael Sarah. I mean, he's not playing a character. He's playing Michael Sarah in this situation. Right. And um, it was really, I he, what a dickhead, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll send you the links. You just look up Michael Sarah loses his shit, and he's like yelling at directors and like producers and stuff like that. 
There's one scene he's doing with Catherine Heigl, and I don't remember the name of the movie that it was for. And um, the director's like, give me more energy. And he says it, like, louder. And right. he's like, no, no, not louder, more energy. And he's like, he stops, and he's like, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I thought the director was, like, the boss. Right. He's like, you say more energy. He's like, and I give you more energy, and then you say less energy, and then I give you less energy, and then... He's like, we've done this fucking take 25 times. He goes, you got at least 10 that are good enough for the movie. Nice. He's like, what the fuck are you looking for? And the guy's like, the guy's like, fine, you want to fucking direct it? And Michael's like, yeah, maybe we can fucking finish this thing. Nice. So it was just, it was interesting. And then another time he's chewing out a, a director and um, he's he said something about like, He's like, yeah, I get the letters. He goes, and, you know, I already had somebody from the studio come talk to me about my behavior. He's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? And, you know, he's doing this whole thing, and he's like, he's like, this guy looks like he wants to laugh. He goes, that's fucking human. He's like, if you want to laugh, then laugh. And the guy starts laughing. And then Michael Sarah's like, oh, good, it's funny. And he fucking storms off. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, it's totally worth a watch. He sounds like a married woman. Just, <laughs> right. Google Michael Sarah loses this shit and try to decide if he's if he's mess, like, is the director in on it and they're just recording this just to mess with people, right? Or is he really that weird? He's probably that weird. But you know why would there be more than one video? Like there's the one of Christian Bale right in Batman, right? But you hardly ever see that kind what? of thing. Like I think that was he was shooting a different movie. Right, he was a point. different movie. The one that he flipped his That's shit right. on. That's, he's like, oh, la, 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 I'm just walking through the set. I mean, and I probably, I could see his point. I, yeah. it, it seems a little much to fucking lose your shit like that, but I could see his point where you're trying to act and, and you're and trying some to guys keep in the back doing a fucking and, jigsaw puzzle and you're like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And it's like, you know what? Pick a side, stay on the fucking side, okay? Yeah, wait I outside. We're doing work in here. Right. But yeah, it was funny. He looks at Catherine Heigl. He's like, I know you feel like that. And she's like, uh... Don't bring me into this shit. Yeah, that's exactly her face. Um, Started working out five days a week. Yeah. Start, well, I started on Monday, so it's been two days <laughs> so far. It's been two days a week so far. That's good. But I got a good bet going. The The bet is I work out five days a week for a month. And our mutual friend, Adam, quits tobacco for 30 days. All that's tobacco. A, that's a good thing. That's what, you know, it's a good thing for both of us. Right. So he texts me on Monday. This is day one, dude. Right. And he's like, how the fuck do people pressure wash without dip? I was like, pressure <laughs> wash without dip? I was like, people pressure wash every day. Right. He texts me this morning. He's like, walking your dog without dip is dumb. He's like, this nice. is miserable. I was like, dude, it's only day two. Right? He's like, I know. He's like, I gotta he's like, I can do a whole month. He's like, I'm in I'm in control here. He's like, You're my you're my my support. And I was like, You can do it. But he was he you, you I talk I called him after he texted me about the um pressure washing. And right. I could just hear the irritation in his voice. Sure. You know what I mean? It was it was pretty awesome i'm gonna be honest with you but you can just hear the ir- irritation in his voice right you know because i guess like when you work like outdoors or you do you know those can you can 
dip pretty regularly without like any issue. Sure. Um, or if you do a lot of like outdoor work, like around your house, it's pretty easy to dip. Um, right. I never got into it. I tried it once and it wasn't for me. Like it made me sick. Yeah. I, I never even bothered trying. Could be that I was already shit faced when I tried it. <laughs> um, that might have something to do with it. And I puked in a urinal, but, um, it wasn't for me. And I'm kind of glad that that happened because I couldn't imagine being addicted to tobacco. Right. Um, so working out. Eclipse Mania. Yeah. Did you go out and check it out yesterday? Yeah. It was neat. Did you have glasses or did you do like a pinhole thing? No, I just looked straight at it because I'm a bad motherfucker like that. <laughs> You're a bamf. Right. I had the glasses. And it was really, it was neat through the glasses. Although when you take the glasses off... And look at it. All you see is a picture of the sun every time you close your eyes. It's like, oh. Right. That's why you're not fucking supposed to look at it. Who needs a picture of it when all I have to do is close my eyes? Right. It didn't get as dark as I thought it was going to get. No, it was kind of just like an overcast. Lacklustrous. I had a couple of buddies who went up to South Carolina. Right. And said it was like, you know, hearing the Beatles for the first time. Sure. You know, like just like an incredible experience. I personally don't like the Beatles, but most people get that reference. Right. That's um, super bad. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's fitting. You were talking about Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Voting yep. Michael bad or super bad. Um, you know, uh, Eddie went up there. Uh, Galvic went up there. Right. You know, I had, a, I, th- and I had thought about taking the day off and just doing like a, I know you can't really day trip a 16 hour drive. Um, not with but that negative attitude. <laughs> taking the boys up there to check it out. Right. But at five years old and two years old, I don't know that they would remember it. Right. You know? So I was like, yeah, I want to pass. Right. And then you've got the added uh, part where you can't really trust them to keep the glasses on. And not stare at the sun. And not stare at the sun, yeah. I took the extreme route because the school was keeping the kids indoors during the eclipse just to reduce the possibility of someone getting curious and staring. Uh-huh. Because under normal circumstances, it's not like you look at the fucking sun anyway. Right. And so a bunch of five-year-olds, they're not going, oh, hey, today's the eclipse. Let's look at the sun. Well, if you tell them not to look at the sun, guess what's happening? Right. They're going to look at the sun. So they kept the kids indoors. And then, of course, it, it was still mildly going on. It was on the back end when they got out and had to go to the buses. And I took the extreme route. I figured if I scare the shit out of him, he won't look. So I told him if he looks at the sun when he's on his way to the bus, he's going to go blind forever and he'll never see again. Oh, that's nice. That probably won't <laughs> scar him. That won't come up in therapy down the road. <laughs> so he was just kind of like, Okay, Dad. But he didn't look at the sun. So <laughs> it may be a little extreme. But I figure if you scare him enough about it, he'll just go, I don't want to look at the sun. He'll never go outside again. Right. <laughs> and there goes, don't fucking tell him that, you fucking idiot. It's like, well, you know what? Eh, whatever. It's, uh, he's probably already even forgot I told him that a, a day later, so... 
Hillsborough County had early release for elementary schools. They do it every Monday. Right. So they were all out before the thing even was, like, going. Right. See, they, they offered, for Sarasota County Schools, they offered uh, parents the uh, opportunity to pick up their kids early. For this particular instance, you know, it would be considered excused and whatnot. But Dude, Hillsborough said they could have the whole day off and it would be excused. Nice. So... I was like, no, you're going to school. I was like, we don't, we don't, I'm not putting in his head that there are ways to miss school or there are reasonable excuses. Right. Of course not. At this point, he hasn't been sick or anything like that. You're fucking going. Absolutely. And so they said, no, we're not doing anything specific for it. We're going to talk about it, but they'll be in your hands when (laughs) the eclipse happens. So if they go blind, that's on you. Right. It's your fault, fuckface. I mean... I got. I literally got a text message from the school that said, "Don't look at the sun." Nice. I got a phone call from their robo dialer that said, "Don't let your kids look at the sun." Right. And I got an email from Hillsborough County Schools that said, "Don't let your kids look at the sun." Well, they're adamant about that. Jeez Louise! It was incredible. Right. So. Well, and like the danger of it is that. Because it's such a a rare instance and it looks so much different and all that stuff, the danger is that you're you're drawn to maybe look at it longer than you should. Because if you just glance up there for a half a second, you're going to see spots for a few seconds, but that's it. Right. It's it's when you stare at it, just like the normal sun, that's when you do the damage. And so my thing is like, if you don't bring it up to the kids... They're not going to think about it because what kid goes outside and is like, hey, dad, I'm going to go stare at the sun. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, Junior, what are you doing out there, buddy? Um, I'm just staring at the sun, Pops. Oh, I can't see anymore, dad. What's going yeah. on? Well, I see a spot. So, I, I think they were just being super over cautious, but I don't think they needed to be just. Go about your normal business. If you don't want the younger kids looking at it, don't tell them there's a fucking eclipse coming. Right. And the older kids are old enough to to understand when you tell them you can't stare at it without these glasses. They'll get it. I went outside at my office at like 3.50, which was like the peak or 2.50 or whatever it was, 10 minutes to 3. Yeah. And the sidewalk was packed with people. Oh, of course. Everybody was coming outside. I had the glasses, and there was a bunch of people trying to take pictures with their phones. And when I was done, I was just like, here, take these glasses. Just pass them around. Sure. They were like $1, like cardboard glasses. But they really worked pretty well. I was pretty impressed. They let like zero light through. But when you looked at the sun, you could see the sun, and you could see the moon. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Galavik's fiance took some really cool pictures. She did like a time-lapse deal. Right. And so she's got some pretty cool ones. Um, uh, Sonic Mania came out on last Tuesday. I bought it for Finn. It was 20 bucks. Nice. It's basically a remix, HD remix of the Sonic. It's like Sonic 2 and 3. Right. But it's like an HD remix where nice. your some of the parts are similar and then some of them are totally different. So it's really kind of neat. It has like a really familiar feel, but there's a lot of surprises along the way. Right. So it plays 
so similar. And you can use Knuckles, you can use Tails, you can use Sonic. It's really neat. So Nice. I haven't beat it yet, but I think I'm getting close. I'm on some of the lo- later levels. So. Right. Um, It's game week, bro. Yeah. I'm football, excited. Football, college football starts this week for us. Right. And fantasy football draft is this week. Yeah. I have zero idea. I haven't even looked at a mock draft yet. I, you know, it's weird because most years I'll get, you know, a magazine or two and I'm reading stuff and I'm doing uh-huh. mock drafts online. I have not, I have a magazine. I've not picked it up other than to buy it. I haven't, yeah, I haven't done anything yet. So I'll do a cram sesh this week. And, um, yeah, you're going to have to. Because I got, I got our draft Saturday, then I got my money league draft on Sunday. So I got to get my shit together. Yeah, I have, I, have zero idea. I mean, we're a PPR, so you mean quarterback receiver could be good. Um, it's I'm not ready. I'm gonna be honest with you. Right. I mean, I could probably, you know, I I usually am a running back kind of guy. You know, like a, but like Zeke's hurt or Zeke's questionable. Right. Le'Veon Bell, isn't he hurt? Or no, he's a holdout. Yeah, he's holding out. So the, who's that leave? David Johnson? Sure. Maybe? Yeah, if you're picking number one. Or Julio Jones, would you take him number one? You don't know I don't know. I don't know that I would take Julio number one overall. David oh. Johnson would be worthwhile. Odell Beckham? I don't know. He got a he had a sprained ankle last night damn which apparently looked a lot more gruesome than it turned out to be but who knows could be one of those like high ankle sprains and those things fucking linger linger Devonte freeman lashawn mccoy like who do you take uh jesus gronk no tom brady tom brady tom brady is jesus you take him first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, he's going to put up video game numbers. Right. Ah, let's see here. Oh, that was non-PPR. Um, what do I got next? Let's talk about... Let's talk sports. Ready to talk sports? Yeah, let's get into sports. Let's get into game week since it's we kind of touched on it there. Um, we play San Jose State, 7.30 kickoff out west, so for them it'll be a 4.30 kickoff. Uh, they apparently have not settled on a quarterback yet, so that's nice. Apparently they'll be running a system similar to ours on offense, so we'll put that new defense to the test immediately. But, um, I'm excited. I'm excited. Sunday night after uh, Game of Thrones, after Heather went to bed, I pulled up the USF Memphis game from last year because I'm just fucking amped to watch some football. I can't wait for Saturday. That's going to be great. The Quentin Flowers Heisman campaign gets underway. So we just got to go out and beat the fuck out of everybody. No big deal, though, right? So beat them. No pressure. Just beat them. 
Um, do you, does USF keep the playbook closed or do they open it up like this is a practice? Well, apparently there's not even really much of a playbook, allegedly, from what I've read. It's all just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like all option read. There's all kinds of shit going on. Because it's like a, it's a, I think they refer to it as a veer and shoot offense. So they're going to spread you out with four, four wide. You got your running back kind of offset in the shotgun. Um, And then the idea is you spread out the defense. You have a power run game to run straight up the middle. And if they decide to move guys in for that, then you got your guys out on the outside. You decide to bring safeties up to help against the run. Then you've got the chance of getting somewhat deep. Um, But apparently it's lots of running, uh, a lot of option running, and lots of deep balls. So that's something that Quinn Flowers excels at. Or balls deep, am I right? Right. So it should be a fun season to watch. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to get it underway. I'm I'm actually kind of glad we play week zero. Um, we get to jump on everybody else, save for like two other games. So, and the AP poll came out. Preseason poll came out this week. We're number nineteen in that. I think we were twenty-one. In the coaches poll, so we're ranked in both polls, and we'll see how it goes once we get to the uh, when the playoff committee starts putting out their rankings. Yeah, when do the, when does the playoff committee put their first? Uh... I I think it's usually about halfway through the season, so like late October, mid October, something like that. All right, so that's like, dude, that'll be here in a in a minute. Right before we know it, all we have to do is take care of business before that point. Um, so you want to talk about another USF, former USF player? Yeah, let's do it. We had the pleasure of watching the Colts play the Cowboys. Right. And what Marlon Mack looked great. He did. He looked uh, phenomenal. Like he, I was a little worried that he wouldn't be able to take the hits because he's a little undersized. Well, he's got he's got some pretty decent size to him, but, but um, he yeah, he's, was running through arm tackles. He was hopping and skipping and jumping uh, right. around. Ta- he was doing a great job. There was uh, the one run up the middle that I think went for like fifteen twenty yards where. A linebacker met him in the hole, and he left him hugging the air. And I'm like, so that's cool. the Marlon Mack that we know and love, you know? So he, he finished with five carries for 45 yards. That's nine yards a carry. And he had two catches for 14 yards, although one of those was a one-yard catch. He had a pretty sweet catch on the uh, the 13-yard play where it was a screen, but the throw was a little high, and he actually had to jump a little bit for it, make a nice nice uh actual hands catch he couldn't catch it with his body showed off his hands a little bit so uh apparently colts fans are already clamoring for more of marlon mack uh, rightfully and so i i really think it's a matter of time before he's he's named the starter at some point the season it might be towards the back half of the season because they're still going to give frank gore his uh his the touches that he's earned having been in the league for so long Still solid, uh, but I, I they're eventually they're gonna kind of 
slowly phase him out and and boost Marlon Max carries. So, yeah, that'd be it great. It's good to see. Um, where's my list? Uh, I don't have any more football. How no, about that's it? Mention quick little mention of baseball. Sure. The I read an article today, and I saw a news, um, uh, an accompanying newscast on a different company. Um, one was on Bay News Nine. One was in Tampa Bay Times about um, revived interest in putting a Ray Stadium in Ebor City, right, or right in between Ebor and Channel Side. I think they're getting to the point where they're only a couple years away from their lease being up either way. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those things like build us a stadium or we're out of here. Right. So I think it's it's getting to a point now where Tampa was willing to work with St. Pete and like give them something in exchange for letting the Rays out. But if their lease is coming up, they can just tell St. Pete to fuck, fuck right off. off. Yeah. And St. Pete already has plans for uh already has plans for that for that lot. Like they literally already have condos and shit scheduled to like as soon as the rays are done, they knock that thing over and build condos. Right. You know, and they'll be able to make a bunch of money selling off the land that that municipal stadium is sitting on. Absolutely. So, um I would love to see it in Ebor City. Only because that's like a mile away from my house. Sure. It'd be so easy to get like a 10-pack and go see games. And, you know, I think it would bring a revived interest in Ybor City. So a lot of the empty buildings would, would bar, you know, turn it back into bars and restaurants. Sure. Um, and just imagine what Ybor City and Channelside or downtown would look like if the Rays made a playoff push. Sure. Here's Here's the thing I'm interested in. When, if and when they build a stadium down there, I'm interested in seeing how many of those people that use location as an excuse for the shitty attendance and location for the reason, oh, I would go to more games if I didn't have to cross the bridge. I want to see how many of those people actually show up to more games. You know, honestly, I would probably be, I probably would be one. Because I think, though, it's a legitimate excuse. Having lived in Tampa... I know what a pain in the ass it, it is to get to the trop when most games you're going to have to be driving across the Howard Franklin in traffic hour. Right. That sucks ass. To, to I get, get there. That. Yep. And then coming Don't home. Don't get me wrong. I get it. And if you want to beat that traffic, then you have to get to the, the parking lot like three hours before first pitch. And then coming so I home, get that, but you're fighting I, traffic at 10 o'clock at night with all the other jerk offs right. driving across the bridge. Sure. So I think there's some legitimacy to it, and and I will usually defend that stance if I see it. Like if I'm on some thread, uh, either on Reddit or you know some other message board about how the raise attendance sucks, I'll defend that stance to a degree because it's it, it's true. I've lived in Tampa. I'm not a Rays fan, but I know when the Sox come to town and I decide to go to a game, it's a pain in the ass. So I've got to decide. How early do I want to be there? You know, do I want to get there right at first pitch and and wait so that some of that traffic hour traffic has died down? Or do I just want to, you know, kind of chill in the parking lot before the game and get there three hours early? 
So it's there's a balance to be struck there. But I want to see how many of those people are like me, where it is it's it's not just an excuse, like it's a legitimate reason, because there is a difference between excuses and reasons. You know. So I want to yeah. see how many of those people go, okay, yeah, hey, now it's down in downtown Tampa. Now it's a lot closer. It's a lot easier to get to. I'm going to, you know, a, at least one game every weekend or something like that. Yeah, I would totally buy a weekend season ticket pack um, if they were close. Right. You know, but I'm not on a Thursday night. I'm not driving out to St. Penisburg, like you said, fighting the traffic. And then I'm going to sit through a game and then I'm gonna. It's gonna be eleven o'clock by the time I get home, right? If not later, right? Where if it's, I mean, for me personally, if it's in Ebor City, I'm walking to the game, right? You know, there's zero traffic to deal with. I could take the streetcar down to the game. I don't need to tailgate because there's probably fifty bars within a, a mile of the proposed site. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not even kidding, 50. Like, 50 legit bars. Absolutely. And plus, there'll probably be more. Like, they'll have some, probably first, if they were smart, they would build this stadium with first floor retail. Sure. All the way around it. You know what I mean? Like, restaurants and bars and, and those kind of things. Right. So, there's revenue there to be made. On All year even, round. Yeah. Right. Even on non-game days and off-season. go to the stadium and, you know, maybe they sell stadium food all, all day or all night. Or they have a sports bar, like, right in the side of it. It would be great. Right. Plus, there's all the channel side parking, plus all the downtown parking, plus all of the Ebor parking. Right. And I'm sure they would add parking. Obviously, you can't just drop a stadium and not drop parking in, but there's plenty of parking is what I'm trying to sure. say. Sure. All right, and I got one more, two more sports facts. Right. Kyrie Irving traded? Yeah. It was was just a matter of time. I mean, he he set it up, what, like a month ago now that he wanted Uh out of Cleveland. He had formally asked for a trade. He wasn't talking to the Cavs anymore. And then it was just a matter of, okay, who's got the package that is appealing and who you know who's willing to make that leap for one or two years of Irving if he's not going to resign there? That's true too. You know, you pay all that, or you give away those trade picks, or you pay that money, and you got two years to sell a guy, right? Or one year? So, yeah. So I I think he's got two years left on his deal. So he's got this year and then next year. So. I mean, they've got a year to see, hey, is this even going to work? Uh, they traded Isaiah Thomas, who was, of course, the guy who went off in the playoffs, um, you know, after his sister had died not long before. I, it might have been, the, the like, the day their game one was uh, in the first round of the playoffs. But I, he went absolutely off. Uh, but he's not Kyrie Irving. Right. And so I don't know. So the Cavs got got Isaiah Thomas and then, you know, a few other guys that aren't going to boost their chances of beating the Warriors in any way and a draft pick. So I don't know that I would say they, they won the trade, obviously, 
because they're getting rid of one of the top point guards in the lead league. But I don't know necessarily I'd say they lost. I mean, they were kind of in a, in a position where they had to trade him. He didn't want to be there anymore. So get something for him. They got a proven scorer, and they got a draft pick out of it. So I don't think they were going to beat the Warriors next year anyway. So I, I would say it's kind of neutral. They didn't. They didn't obviously win the trade, but I don't. I don't know that they've lost it really all that much. Right. You got rid of a guy who doesn't want to be there, and you got a little bit of a future out of him. Right. So, um, and then the last part is this week is also the uh, Mayweather McGregor fight. Yeah. So we're gonna do our best to find a um, a way to watch it. Right. Without incriminating ourselves, uh, we're sure. our best to, to watch the fight. Yeah, and then also on the UFC front, uh, John Bones Jones got busted for steroids. He's a fucking moron. Already had issues with um, substance abuse, right? Right. There was uh, like cocaine or something he, he was doing at one point. He tested positive for after one of his fights, and he got suspended then. And then there was, uh, I believe, a drunk driving incident. Where he hit somebody. I don't remember if the other driver died or was, like, seriously injured. But, you know, he was suspended for, like, two years because of that. Because, you know, not just the UFC, but, like, the the Nevada Gaming Commission or whatever. Uh He couldn't get licensed to fight for, like, two years. So he finally comes back. He finally makes his triumphant return. Finally wins his belt back. And then tests positive for, for his steroids. Like, I I don't understand these guys that try this. In, they won't in catch me. UFC, boxing, Football. Uh, any, any sport, really, at this point, they're going to catch you. Especially sports like boxing and, and MMA and, you know, the Olympic sports because they go through such excruciating testing. Yeah. Before and after the fight. So it's not like you can just, oh, sneak it in last minute it's just dumb it's dumb it's careless it's reckless it was stupid for a guy who before all these suspensions these drug suspensions and and now this steroid use he was the best fighter in the world he was untouchable you know he was he was better than anderson silva who by all rights is is one of the goats one of the best champions they've had. I mean, he was the best. Nobody, literally nobody's touching him. The only person that could stop him is himself. And he's managed to do that for like five years now. I think he's fought like three fights. Two of them he's he's tested positive for heroin or, or not heroin, but cocaine or other drugs. And then this one with the steroids. It's just dumb. Come on, man. Oh, I agree. That's silly. There's so much money you you leave behind when you get busted for stuff like that. Right. Uh, Where's my list? That's all I got for sports. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of shot off on a few few topics there in, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Not bad. All right. We got like 15 minutes. We talk about Game of Thrones. 
we got all night to talk Game of Thrones. <laughs> I like I texted you, I think right after the episode or maybe the next morning. I was like, I'm so fucking pumped to talk about this episode. For sure. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy episode. So if you haven't seen it, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life, but tune out now or forever be spoiled. Yep. Um, oh, there's my list. There it is. I guess I can. I want to start small, and I want to end with the, the big revelation. Right. Um, so let's start small. Um, the the party goes north of the wall to catch right. a zombie and or a White Walker. Right. Um, there is a budding relationship, uh, like a buddy buddy kind of like I love you but I hate you. Sure. Kind of like Legolas and um, the Dwarf Gimli. Right. From Lord of the Rings, only they say really rated R things to each other as opposed to PG things. Right. Like, oh, you're ugly. And he's like, oh, I bet you want to suck my dick. Like, those are the two different kind of insults. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So Tormund and the Hound, I really, I enjoyed their uh, banter. Right. Um, there was a point where uh, Torm, the Hound, was kind of poking fun at Tormund because he's not the smartest guy around. Sure. Um, and he's kind of you know making fun of him, or just you know trying to just irritate him. Sure. And it's not working because Tormund doesn't get it. You know what I mean? Right. He also doesn't give a shit. Right. And so there's a point where he's. He's describing the woman that he wants to be with, which happens to be the woman that uh, almost killed the hound. Right. Left him for dead. Brienne of Tarth. And it was just hilarious when he's describing her and the hound goes, are you talking about Brienne of Tarth? And he's like, yes, you know her. Right. And he's like, he's like, yeah, she looked at you like she wants to cut your liver out and eat her and then Tormund's like or eat it and he's like you do know her <laughs> right uh, what a what a great and, and you know later on in the in the episode there's a point where the hound can just let Tormund die right just or he can go. S- save him you know risk risk his own neck sure and he does save him so I thought you know there's really where the rubber meets the road you know, the hound doesn't want to see him die. Right. There's a good person inside the hound somewhere. An early hound? Like season one, season two hound? Tormund's a goner. Right. Would have killed him himself just to get him to stop screaming. Just to shut up. Yep. Um, and, and I think that goes to show, like, the growth of the character. Sure. And, and everything's really in hyper speed right now. You know what I mean? Right. There, there's no source code anymore. This is, you know, HBO's producers and showrunners are, they're making the show right now. Yeah, they've got a brief outline of what George R.R. R. Martin was hinting towards, and then they're just kind of filling out the framework from there. Yeah, so. if you want a fully fleshed out, you know, Game of Thrones, like season one through, I don't know, five was, you're going to have to read the books. Right. Because right now, I don't know why they they kept themselves at eight seasons, but they're kept at eight seasons, and we're in hyperspeed to to start wrapping up plot lines. Right. So, um, 
you know, that relationship could have, you know, that whole expedition north of the wall could have been three episodes. Could have been. But it was like half of one episode. Right. Um, we discover north of the wall that if you kill a white or a white walker, all of the zombies that he raised also go with him. Right. If you, you kill the walker, all the whites go down. So there, and Jorah even mentions it. He says, you know, hey, I couldn't help but notice when you killed that white walker, um, you know, all but one of the zombies went down. Right. And there's a scene where they're surrounded and Jorah comes up and he's like, um, we're going to have to fight our way out of this thing. We're going to need to concentrate on taking those guys out. Right. As he points to the Night King. Right. Um, so I thought that was pretty neat too. You know, that now, you know, John's back at the wall. Spoiler alert. Right. Um, you know, he can bring that and Jorah too can bring that information like target the White Walkers. Right. And the zombies will go down. Of course. So while, yes, the zombies will kill you, no, they should not be your primary target. Right. So that would be nice, too, to see, you know, the uh, Night's Watch straight targeting the the walkers. Yeah, I mean, I think you go for the Night King. He's the one that raises them all, so you hit the Night King, everything goes down. Look how many zombies he raised at Hardhome. It had to be a a thousand. And you know the White Walkers are his doing. So maybe you take, you know... Um, you, you take him down and the whole tree goes down. So John gets surrounded. They kind of hide out on an island in the middle of a frozen lake. Right. The frozen lake allegedly won't hold the weight of all of the zombies. Right, because it starts so to crack. There's a bit of a stalemate. Sure. So uh, before this happens, he sends Gendry on a sprinter mission to alert... Uh, Daenerys right they send a raven the raven goes fucking Mach 10 I guess to Dragonstone sure and she realizes that old Johnny's in trouble and she's gonna go bail him out she's she hops on the ride right takes all three dragons and she's gonna go lay waste right to the zombies so she shows up and they indeed start laying waste Right, it was pretty badass. Straight ashing zombies left and right. Right. Well, Night King's none too impressed with the uh, fire show. Right. He takes out his ice spear and he hits one of the dragons whose name escapes me. Viserion. Viserion. Oh, (laughs) somebody on Reddit said, maybe your dragon would last longer if you didn't name it after your cunt brother. Right. Um... (laughs) The amount of blood that comes off of that dragon was like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Sure. It was a lot. Well, that and the spear like exploded well, like, when it yeah, hit him. It must have hit his like fire gland. Something like that. Because when it hit him, it was like a bomb went off on the side of him. Yep. I think it was. I think it like pierced his lungs and, uh, you know, the fire blew out of the hole. That could have been it. That would explain why he died from one shot. Um, so he crashes through the ice. He's gone. Right. So Daenerys is... there. Everybody's loading up on on uh, Drogon. Right. And Jon's, you know, he's the, the last guy off the battlefield, right? Uh, you know, my men go first. 
Right, of course. And he's fighting off, you know, picking off one Z two Z zombies, which I thought was a little silly because the dragon could just blow a ring of fire and be done with it. Right. Neither here nor there. Um, John gets overrun and he sees the White Walker grab another spear. Right, the Night King. And he's like, Y'all got y'all gotta get. Right. So they scoot. He misses, maybe on purpose, we don't know. So everybody's safe except for John. John gets overwhelmed and he goes into the ice. Of course. Right? So John's dead again. Well, apparently nobody's dead because John survives his fall through the ice. Right. And is rescued again for the second time in the same episode. Right. This time by Uncle Benjamin. Yes. Who, the first time Uncle Benjamin rescued... Bran and Mika? Mira. Mira, the Three-Eyed Raven, sent Benjen. Yes. So I can only imagine Bran sent Benjen. Yeah, caught wind of something and was like, hey, Bro, go. I need you to go save John. John's got to right. live. Right. Benjen's like, yep, yeah, you got it, cuz, or Neff. Right. right. His nephew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, so Uncle Benjamin's gone. We wrapped him up. He was like, season one, hey, nice to meet you. Season two, see you later. And then he's gone forever, and he comes back for two more seasons. It wasn't even season two. It was midway through season one where he's like, hey, I got to bounce. And then he, then we get him for two more scenes. Right. Right. And I knew he was coming because I knew John had to see Uncle Benjamin one more time before he's done. I agree. You know, because he, he's the one that brought him to the wall. He's the one that sold him on the honor of the whole thing. He knows the and, history, right? Wasn't he going to be one of the ones who tells him right. about his birth? Maybe. I don't remember if he was going to or not. I don't know if he knew. But, um, you know, he saw him right off into the north because he's the first ranger. So yep. he's... He's got to go out and scout things, and then you don't see him again. You see a hand, and you you know it's not his hand that the the dire wolf or whoever brings back. And mm-hmm. you knew he was going to be the one that comes back when he saved Bran and Mira. And I mean, it's I I knew he was coming when when John was like, "Fuck it, let's go," and holds up his sword, even though he's clearly starting to suffer from hypothermia. Yep. Uh, I knew it. I told Heather, I was like, this is where Uncle Benjamin comes in, saves his ass, gets him on a horse, and goes out like a fucking G. And sure enough, he comes through with that fucking fire mace thing on a chain, which was amazing. Yeah, he was plowing through the line of the walkers and gets him on his horse, goes, hey, you got to go. And John's like, come with me. What's going on? And he's like, hey, there's snow time. <laughs> and sends him off to Eastwatch. And then goes out like a fucking G. So. um, Let's see here. John is rescued. Right. And he decides that he's going to agree that Daenerys is the future queen. Right. He sees, you know, he sees that she risks herself... And her dragons. Right. Um, lost a dragon, which was like one of her children. So he understands right. the severity of the situation. Um, she, to him, before he decides to, to take her as his queen, or accept her as the queen, 
Right. She vows to him that they will, she will help kill the Night King. Right. She's seen him firsthand. She saw the zombie horde. Um, they killed one of her dragons with, uh, you know, they one shot at him. Right. Um, so he decides, you know what, I'm going to, first of all, give you a cute nickname. And secondly, um, call the queen. Right. Which was also neat because Tormund earlier in the episode was like, why didn't you just bend the knee? He's like, that's dumb. Right. She's got, he brought up Mance Raider. Yeah. He's like, look how far, you know, that pride got Mance. You know, got him burned at the stake. Yeah, and he was like, how many of us fucking died for that? Yeah, how many thousands died? Right. Um, he's like, so just bend the knee. Don't be dumb. Sure. You know, he's like, who cares? I don't think it's going to be bending the knee in in the... I mean, I think that's how he said it. I think that's how he meant it. But uh-huh. I think it's going to end up where they wed each other before they realize that they're cousins or uh, nephew and aunt. <laughs> I think she'll be bending the knee if you know what I mean. Right. Um, I think they're going to go south. Sam is going to go to Winterfell. And that's where he and Brandbot, boopy, boopy, boop, <laughs> are going to put, put the, they're going to connect the dots. Because at this point, Bran knows that John was born to Liana. Yep. Or Liana, or however you pronounce her name. I don't know if he knows that she was officially Rhaegar's wife because you know we we've only just discovered it as viewers officially discovered it HBO put it out there that he John was the product of the two but never said whether he was the bastard product or if they had been married so I think Bran's gonna go hey I know John's Leanna's kid and he, she was involved with Rhaegar, and then Gilly's going to go, oh, hey, that's Rhaegar. That's the guy that got his uh, other marriage annulled, and now he was married to someone else. They connect dots. All of a sudden, <clears throat> John's no longer a bastard of anybody. He's a fucking Starkarian. Starkarian? So, I think my theory, he's going to knock up Danny. She thinks she can't have a child. Some people think that what the witch said when Drogo died uh, was that only death can pay for life. Yeah, I like that some a lot. People's, some people's theory is that with Viserion dying, now it's opened up a a womb slot for a Starkarian child. <laughs> a womb slot. <laughs> the cool, for lack of a better term. The cool down. <laughs> right. So... I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to hook up. They're going to end up wed. They're going to have a kid. Um, I don't know where we go from there. But um, it may be that, like, Danny dies and, and John finishes as the ruler on the Iron Throne. And he's got to raise his kid. And he's got to be, like, someday I'll explain to you, <laughs> you know, your mother. Um. But yeah, it, oh it's... yeah, that's right. Because um, Tyrion was asking about succession, right? So I think um, I think, that, and they, that's another thing that points towards they they kept bringing up the fact that Danny can't have kids, and there's almost always a reason when they harp on something in the show. Yeah. There's almost always a reason, whether back. it's later that episode, the next season. 
three episodes later, there's always a reason. So I think that Tyrion talking about succession, it's just another reason to believe that this is actually going to happen because now she's got a human child who would then be the heir to the throne. Human child, right, as opposed to the lizard child she was going to give birth to earlier. Right, the uh, the dragon children. The, the stallion that would mount the world. Oh, yeah, that one too. It'd be cool if Jason Momoa made like a little like flashback, comeback, you know what I mean? How fucked would it be if he ended up as one of the whites? It'd be awesome. <laughs> the like dragon somehow just... the Night King got his hands on him. And the dragon just goes, gulp? Right. See it, bitch? Yeah, oh. so... So what's left? We got one episode left for this season and then probably a year-long layoff. Right, at least. They're saying probably early 2019 at the earliest. Because they need more snow. They can't film... They can only film when the snow out. So if they don't get enough snow, then you have to wait a year. Right. Until there is right. snow. Yeah. So next week is the uh, the big armistice meeting. So they they don't show Danny at all in the trailer so far. So it's unclear if she's there. Oh, the ice dragon, bro. We forgot to mention the ice dragon. We'll get there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because uh, the Hound is definitely in the trailer. Hound is in the trailer. Jon Snow is Jon Snow's there. Uh, all his crew is there. <clears throat> the Unsullied are there. It looks like both halves of the Greyjoys are there. The Dothraki are there. The Dothraki are there backing up the Unsullied. Uh, my theory is that Cersei's going to try and spring a trap somehow involving the mountain. Uh, Sansa has sent Brienne south to King's Landing in her stead. And the mountain's there, or the hound is there. I think the two of them end up fighting the mountain. mountain Team up. And taking him down. Yeah. Handicap match. That'd be sweet. Right. And then, Clay Game Bowl. Get hype. Right, and then the hound sets him on fire to to end things. So, I do you think Cersei? Um, under- she's definitely trying something. Well, she definitely is. But do you think she understands the zombie, or do you think she's like, yeah, I got a zombie too, so who cares? Right, exactly that. You, you I think, think that. she's just she like, at that. ooh, undead. Yeah, I don't care. Take a look at the mountain. Take off your helmet. You know right. what I mean. And then everybody's right. like, ooh, that's gross. And she's like, see, who cares? And I wonder if this is at which point Jamie turns on Cersei. When he sees it's, the... It has to happen, right? hmm So, I mean, I think he's going to find out. Her baby is not real. There is no baby. Yeah. The, the, the Keep a Jamie baby is not there. <laughs> I said the same I thing, think, Jed. I, <laughs> except I didn't say Jamie. <laughs> Right. I think um, she realized she's losing his grip on him. Yeah. I don't know that it's that she loves him and that's why she wants to keep him there. But the fact that keep having him wrapped around her finger feeds into her, her power complex. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, that's the only thing she gives a shit about. I think she's dead inside and she just craves the power and the ability to just fucking rule over people with fear. So I think... He somehow finds out that there is no actual baby, and 
sees her spring this trap on these people that came here looking for peace and a way to keep the human race alive and is like, what the fuck? And either runs her through with the widow's whale or chokes her the fuck out. At least that's what I'm hoping. So. The widow's whale, that'd be great. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's that aspect that could potentially come next season. I definitely think we're getting Clegane Bowl in some form or fashion. I agree. That has to happen. Um, And then, with Cersei out of the way, they can focus on the Night King, who now has a big, bad fucking ice dragon, which is terrifying. It is. Because that, I told Heather when the dragons flew south, I was like, you better not let that motherfucker kill one of those and bring it back. I said the same thing. I was like, man, when that dragon fuck. got hit, I was like, I hope they burn that motherfucker like right now. That's what I said. And I'm like, so if Dro- Drogon tries to burn him, well, is he impervious to fire? Can he even be burned? That's a good question. How do you, how do you burn him so the, White King, the Night King can't raise him? That's true. You know? So, so Jen- that's terrifying. Jen's theory is that they use the dragon to melt the wall, although I don't know if I buy that. Because if things go well at the meeting, they all end up moving the um, the scorpions, you know, those big right. crossbows to the wall, which I think they should. The question is, do they even how know? Af- they don't know how effective. Dragon. Well, how effective is their fast travel to get there in time? Because he's got a dragon now. He could fly straight to the wall. And then your 2v1, if he does make it to the wall, you'll it'll still be two on one. Right. You know, and I imagine one of the other dragons will die and it'll be 1v1. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. I think, uh, I think Rhaegal will end up going down and Drogo will be, or Drogon will be uh, possibly injured. And you're like, no, he's going to die. Don't do it. <laughs> and then he fries, you know, he fries Ice Viserion mm-hmm. in like his final breaths. Yep, I agree. It's about. They, they've said the ending is going to be bittersweet. I could see where Danny's left without. With no dragons. Her dragons. And those have been like her lifeblood for yeah. seven seasons. Well, she's not supposed to have dragons. You know, like they're extinct for a reason. Those are like the three last dragon eggs like in existence. Right. So I could totally see them wiping the dragons out. Sure. And then maybe a one maybe a one V one Jon Snow versus the Night King. That's what we need to see. The other thing is, um, you know, Jen's one of the theories well one of my theories was that the Night King might be a Stark from ten thousand years ago. Like, That's a popular theory. Like a brand the builder? Or Right. Since now he has a dragon, maybe he's a Targaryen from like 10,000 years ago. There's some that think he's like future Bran, but also past Bran. Right. I was thinking the same thing. And a lot of people think that he's a green seer, like Bran is. Uh, and he knew, he saw he saw into the future and saw that they were coming there for them. And, and sprung a trap. And that's how come the they tra- had those big... The spears. Uh, fucking ship chains to pull Viserion out. I said the same thing to Jen. I was like, where did they get these gigantic anchor chains? That's what I said. They're pulling them out. And I'm like, where the fuck did these chains come from? They're like carrying them around? Right. Like, hey, until you grab those gigantic 300-foot chains. Right. 
so that's some people's theory is that like he knew they were coming and he knew he was going to have an opportunity to pull this dragon out of the water so he came prepared but um the my favorite response to where they got the chains on reddit uh someone said that they picked the chains up at hard home depot (laughs) bump 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 fantastic but yeah i was like where where the fuck did these chains even come from you know but it it shows that like two of the um two of the white walkers on horseback were holding their usual uh their regular spears i guess so to speak and he the night king and two of the other white walkers were holding the ice javelins so he knew it was almost like he knew the dragons were coming and he was coming prepared so if that's the case it's kind of fucking terrifying to have someone like that on the other side who's already terrifying enough and oh yeah he can see the future And, hold on. So our final episode is coming up. We still have the Theon to wrap up. Right. I think Theon goes out like a fucking G. I think he's going to die saving his sister, but he's going to take out Euron in the process. And the flagship, hopefully. Right. And what's crazy is, like, the first two episodes, it kind of set up Euron as this this batshit crazy villain that we might have to deal with for the whole season and we haven't seen him since like episode three yeah you're right um the unsullied have to walk across the country and they're there they fast traveled that's like what I'm <laughs> right they found must have found a campfire like on red dead redemption right and uh they you know, you, you make a campfire and you can pop up anywhere you want on the map right they had a found location and then Near, uh, King's Landing. We have Arya versus Sansa. We still got to wrap up. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be. There are two trains of thoughts. Either Arya is just batshit crazy. She's gone off the deep end. Totally possible. She's 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 pissed off at Sansa because she still blames Sansa for everything that happened. Even though she was literally Tywin Lannister's fucking chambermaid. Right, but, when she was like, oh yeah, I would never serve the Lannisters. And see, that's one of the theories I've seen is that she was playing the game with her to see if she could tell. And she was she was putting out all these obviously blatant lies. and To see how Sansa would react. Right, right. So, you know, they were playing the, the game of many faces or whatever. Uh-huh. And... You know, she knows she could tell Sansa's lying, so she was throwing all this off-the-wall shit at her, and, and she's grilling her with these questions to see how she answers. If she's going to be honest with me, or is she going to try and snow me? Right, which is why she kind of gives her, like, the, the you know, come-to-Jesus speech at the end, where she's like, I could be you, I just have to cut off your face after I kill you. Which is fucking creepy. Yeah. But she hands her the dagger. Which I think is symbolic of, hey, I'm still yours. Right. That's that's her saying, listen. We don't agree. I get it. Maybe she realizes that Baelish is, like, snooping nearby. So the speech is, you know, for him, for him to hear. Yeah. Because someone made a point of, of pointing out that in a couple of the very serious arguments and shit like that, that the door was open and they were both speaking loudly. So that... You know, prying ears like yeah. uh, Baelish would hear it. Or one of his little birdies. 
Right. So I think Arya's playing the long con. She's letting Littlefinger think he's got the upper hand. And he's going to go to try to play that hand and get stabbed uh, right in the neck. So That would be great. So that's what we have to look forward to next week. Yeah, it's going to be... I think the the runtime is just short of 80 minutes. That would be awesome. So that's the longest episode of Game of Thrones to date. Uh, breaking the record that was set this past week. So It was incredible. They've got a Dude, lot there to was... cover. I got to about 45 minutes and I cheated. I paused it so I could see how much time was left. And I was like, right. God damn, there's still 30 minutes left. Right. So. It was pretty fantastic. It was a great episode. Yeah, it was pretty. It was awesome. Great. Some of it was predictable, like the Benjen thing. The Ice Dragon thing. But, I mean, we, I think we all knew that the White Walkers were going to get a dragon. Right. As soon as it went down, you were like, yep, that's happening. That's fucking terrifying. Yep. So I am excited next week for Clegane Bowl. I am excited to see Jamie choke the fuck out of Cersei, <laughs> but not in not in a sexual way this time. One handed. And I am excited to see either Arya or Sansa stab Littlefinger and spill his guts. I dropped my mic, but I'm back. I didn't unplug them. Nice. Um yeah, and you know, I could see Arya wearing Littlefinger's face so she could still control the uh, Knights of the Vale because they're going to need him. Right. Right, exactly. Until they come up with a valid reason that he had to die. Yep. Oh, yeah, he because, died in battle. Oh. Right, well, because, like, uh, Jan Royce is one of those dudes like Ned Stark. Like, he's all about honor. Yep. And so if they just, you know, brutally murder Littlefinger under, you know, he's supposed to be their guest... Oh right, and they pull they pull a Walder Frey on him. He'll pull the Knights of the Vale out, and they'll just go back to minding their own fucking business, <laughs> right. you know, uh, back, back home, back at the Vale. So, yeah. Right, but if they're like, "Oh yeah, he betrayed all of you. That's why we have to kill him." They kill him after he's already dead, and the Knights of the Vale are like, "Yeah, fuck that guy. We were loyal to the Starks anyway. Yeah, we're with you." Our former lady was the sister of Catelyn Stark, so... That's what she would have wanted. But before Baelish kicked her out of the fucking moonroof. Right. And then Sansa could be like, oh yeah, he, you know, threatened to kill me if I told anybody that he was the one that threw her out the moon door. So, that's what we got. That's that's all the episode we got for you guys. Right. Right. So next week we'll have a... Sorry. Next week we'll have a football review. Right. We'll have a season of Game of Thrones in review. Right. We'll have fantasy football draft results and, and grades. Right. Um, there we go. It's back in. Um, we'll have a good show, I think, next week. Yeah, I think next week we could probably keep it primarily three subjects. You get the, the draft and then the USF opener slash Stony Brook and then Game of Thrones season finale. I agree. Unless something really fun happens to me, like and I don't know, I don't even know. We could probably do it. Sure. Well, thanks for listening. Oh, you have a joke, don't you? I do. I've got a great dad joke. What you got? Devin, where do spaghetti and sauce go to dance? I have no idea. They go to the meatball. <laughs> <laughs>
That's awesome. Fantastic. I love it. Thank you for the dad joke. Thanks for listening. We'll see some of you guys here on Saturday. And everybody else have a wonderful week. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.